There were leftovers, which she eventually threw away. After a couple weeks, the manager returned and called a meeting where he asked his employees what they did with their turkeys. The assistant to the manager said, Sir, I wrapped your turkey in bacon, stuffed it with sausage, and served it to my family and new neighbors. It was a huge hit. Also, my neighbor just happens to run a French shop and is now a new client. The manager replied, Great job. You're an amazing and faithful assistant. You proved that you can be trusted with even a small gift. Now I will put you in charge of much more. I'm having a party tonight with a very important client. You are invited. The salesman who received the organic whole foods turkey reported to his boss how he deep fried the turkey and brought it to his girlfriend's house and how it was a huge hit. He also reported that he too signed a new client at his Christmas gift. The manager replied, you two have proven that I can trust you with a little and can trust you with even more. You are also invited to my party this evening. Then the temp, who received the great value turkey, spoke up and said, Sir, I know that you are a nightmare boss. It was never happy no matter what I do, plus you close sales that I started and call my clients without my permission. I didn't want to make you upset, so I cleared out the break good fridge and put your turkey in there. You can have it back. His manager responded, you horrible and lazy temp. If you really think that I call your clients and close your sales, then you should have at least given the turkey to another salesman who would have cooked it and shared it with potential clients. Then when I returned, I would have at least had a chance, that at least then there had been a chance that someone enjoyed the turkey and maybe someone would have landed a potential client. Take the turkey away from him. Give it to the assistant manager. To all who I have given gifts to, even more will be where there will even be extra. But to those who despise my gifts, I will take away all my gifts. Please escort this tent out of the office and onto the street. Let him see what it's like to live without my gifts. It will be harsh. Whenever I read a parable, whether it's the original or a fun retelling, I ask this question first. Who is Christ in the parable? Now, I'll give you a hint. It's usually whoever's in charge or sowing seeds, whoever the actor is in the parable, the one with the power. So, this one is the manager who is away and who will return. Now, remember, Jesus told the original version of this parable that a part, in a, in part of a discourse in which the disciples are really worried about something. They're worried about what's going to happen when Jesus leaves. Are they going to be okay? And the message throughout this discourse is, don't be afraid. I've got you. As things fall out around, part around you, remember that I care for you in small and big ways. That's our manager. That's our boss. That's our king. So then what are the turkeys? Or in the original version, what are the talents or bags of, of gold and the thousands and thousands of dollars that the king, the manager, is his people. Well, first and foremost, before we move on to what we usually think of it being, it's the gospel. It's the message of the gospel. The message that God has done everything for you. You don't have to worry about being right with God. You don't have to worry about closing sales. You don't have to worry about the work you do in order to be right with God. Because Christ's life death and resurrection, all 
the love that God has given you. Your love that you give other people. Your forgiveness, your mercy, your grace, your talents and skills, your time and energy, and yes, your money. So who are we in this story? That's the third question I want to ask. And there's two possible answers. You could be the assistant to the regional manager, or you could be the temp. Let's look at the temp first. He's actually right about some things. See, he says you're a, a, a boss who's never happy with the work I do. You're, you're a boss who takes things that aren't yours and reap what you don't sow. And the tent is 100% rough. God is not happy with your work. It's not good enough. He demands perfection, but we already heard we've got an answer for that in Christ. He takes what isn't his. He takes your and he reaps what he didn't sow. Those seeds that you attempt to sow, he reaps them in beautiful, amazing ways. See, that's the gift that the tent is given. That's the gift that we're all given. And when we refuse that gift, the gift of eternal life, the gift of unending grace and mercy, there's only one Results. You lose all the gifts. And it's not true. So how are we supposed to be like the good servants? Well, it's actually kind of fun. It's like cooking a turkey. But unfortunately, as Christians, we've made that a little bit complicated, too. Have you ever cooked a turkey? Do you remember the first time you cooked a turkey? Or maybe you've never cooked a Thanksgiving turkey because it seems daunting. The first time I ever cooked a holiday turkey, I went to Barnes and Noble first. And I went to the cookbook aisle. And there was cookbook after cookbook after cookbook that I went through. I found every celebrity chef Martha Stewart, Jamie Oliver, Jordan Ramsey, all of them. And I looked at every single one's perfect turkey recipe. And you know what they did? They all contradicted each other. Face the turkey, don't face the turkey. Stuff the turkey, don't stuff the turkey. Deep fry it, no, that's dangerous, don't do that. Wrap it in bacon, uh, ooh, wrap turkey in bacon. Everyone had the perfect and only way to cook a turkey. And Christian life can be like this too. You go back to our small, a few aisles over, and go through the Christian book aisle. You'll see book after book giving you recipes for Christian life. And guess what they do? They contradict each other. Do this, don't do that. Do discipleship this way, don't do it that way. And sometimes they contradict scripture. But the beautiful truth is that we have been given a wonderful gift in the gospel, and it's like a church. Do something with it. And there are infinite ways to put it to work. Beautiful ways to serve other people. And as you do it, do you get better at it? Do you discover new things? Yeah. Do 
you share recipes with other people? Yeah. And it's beautiful. That's Christian life. Got a final story before we wrap up. It might be my favorite holiday meal I've ever had, but it started off as one of the worst days I've ever had. I don't typically cry a lot unless it has to do with food. It's just who I am. And I moved to Georgia while my family was still in Texas the year after I graduated college in search of a job. It didn't work out well. And the job I ended up with was as a security guard at a Christian school. And my job was to make sure that people didn't hang out on campus having fun when it wasn't open. It's not a fun job to tell people not to have fun. And I drew the short straw one year, and I had to work all day Christmas, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Oh, sorry, Thanksgiving. I also drew Christmas that year, too. All day Thanksgiving, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., I had to tell people who were just trying to have fun with their family and walk around the track or play football or whatever, no, campus is closed, you need to go home. And this one lady showed up at 4 p.m., and I just had a full day that I reached my tip. This lady gets out of her car with her dog. And I tell her, no, you need to go home. And she gives me this look. Come on. And she kind of stops for a minute and finally leaves. Okay. Six o'clock rolls around. And I'm microwaving my frozen turkey dinner. Tears in my eye because I'm missing the real deal. And this lady shows up again. And I go out. And I have reached my tipping point. And I start to tell her when she goes out, ma'am, I thought I said you can't be here. And she holds up her fingers to me. <laughs> says, hold on, young man. As a young man, the last thing you want to hear, <laughs> young man. And I am about to lose it. She goes around to the back of her van, opens up the hatch, and starts pulling out hot, fresh, turkey insides and pecan pie for me. And I tell you, I don't typically cry except for food I cry. I still do when I so. Best Thanksgiving meal ever. Her sharing her extra turkey with me literally this time was a gospel moment for me where I experienced God's gifts in that changed my life. I don't even know her name. Best Thanksgiving meal ever. God did not give you leftover gifts. God joyfully shared his best with you to the tipping point. He gives you the gift of Jesus Christ's life, death, and resurrection for you. You get to rest in the truth that he will do all the work of making things right between you and him and will return and make all things right. In the meantime, as he fills you to the tipping point, he will joyfully use you and others in beautiful and unexpected ways to share his gospel and his gospel gifts with others. And that is some seriously good news that you can rest in and be thankful.